0: This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. We all know most executive level positions are not posted or advertised. So the big question is this, if those 100K plus jobs are not posted or advertised, how do you go about your job search in a way so you can find the right companies, connect with the right people, and land your next ideal opportunity as quickly as possible and without compromise. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Kirkpatrick and welcome to Executive Job Search Secrets. Hey, it's Chris Kirkpatrick and welcome to the Executive Job Search Secrets podcast. And for this episode, I want to talk about 10 step process that we walk our clients through to be able to uh, develop the just an, uh, an amazing executive resume that actually gets results. Um, you know, oftentimes you'll hear me say a lot in the podcast and if we ever talk, uh, it, it really doesn't come down to the resume in a lot of situations. I, I kind of always say a resume is one of those essential things that you need, but you can't rely upon. Um, and it really comes down to relationships and process and so on and so forth. But I think the development of your executive resume and all your marketing materials, um, well, I should say all your marketing materials are developed based on your executive resume. And if you go through the process effectively of developing your resume, then you're going to find that it has a a pretty drastic impact on how you navigate your search uh, in general. And so let's just kind of get into this and and I'll create some dialogue as I go through here. But so there there are a couple stages um, of your resume. First and foremost, you have Uh, the writing your resume phase, which is which is important, obviously, you want to make sure and I'm going to get into that. But to start off, you want to make sure that you go through and 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 navigate the process of of mining the right information and and really being intentional starting with the end of mind and developing how you want to position yourself in the marketplace. So the first thing that you need to do is go through a targeting and research uh, component of development, right? So you think about it this way. I always, I always kind of tell people this. If you, if you stand for nothing, you get nothing every time, right? And I think what I, what, the number one challenge that I find that executives have in their job search is they feel like nobody's responding to their resume. Now, that could be strategy implementation. Uh, that could be one of the issues. Or it could be the fact that your resume is just too generic. And, you know, it doesn't differentiate you in the marketplace. And so too often people write generic resumes, they write generic cover letters, and it's not speaking specifically to the people that they wanna sell themselves to because make no mistakes about this, this is a sales job. You are selling yourself for an opportunity. You are an investment opportunity for a company and you need to position yourself as such. And so remember, companies don't have time to kind of sift through all the details. You're really gonna get just a short, period of time in front of their eyes to stand out, speak a story very quickly in in your resume or whatever marketing documents you get in front of them with. Uh, But specifically for the resume, you you might have seven to 10 seconds of attention. And so if your resume doesn't captivate them and stand out from the crowd, uh, it's going to be put in the recycle bin. So that's the first thing is taking a step back, being really intentional and making sure that you are targeting the right companies, that you are doing research on those companies, that you are clear around um, who you're targeting. And um, when when you are, then it kind of leads into step two. Now, step two is personal branding and value proposition. Now, there's a couple components to this. When you're clear on the companies that you want to target, uh, now that also has an impact on how you want to position yourself, how you, what your brand is, how you want to communicate and articulate your value proposition. Now, when you combine those two things together, step one and step two together, now they you could see they build off each other a little bit. The personal branding and value proposition communication component to this, you have to design that and develop all that documentation and all of the communication around that to the specific organizations. That way you're using industry lingo, company lingo, uh, and when you do the research on the companies, that has a a pretty significant impact on how you wanna position yourself as a product in the marketplace and and how you have yourself branded out there. So the third thing that you wanna think about before you get into actually writing your resume is really thinking about um, your success stories your career success stories if you will now when you go through here think about this as you're as you're thinking about your stories think about how were you able to capture profitable advances for your last employer how were you able to help them achieve goals hit targets you know what were the uh, what were the problems that you had what were the actions you took and what were the results that you achieved with that organization that's that's a fantastic kind of process to follow And if you do that, then you are gonna be able to have these stories as the backbone of your resume. They're gonna be what leads to the quantifiable results and the statistics and everything that's relevant. But remember, stories sell. Everybody makes decisions emotionally and then they validate with logic. And stories are what gain people's attention really quickly. Now, knowing how to put those stories inside of a resume um, is a bit of an art form, but you know that is, that is something before getting into writing, you wanna make sure that you get one through three, steps one, two, three, is making sure that you're doing the right targeting and research uh, to make sure you're going after the right types of organizations and companies that you're looking for. Uh, make sure that when you do that, now you build your personal brand and communication of your value proposition around that, and then think about what your career success stories are before you start writing. Now for number four, that's when you're gonna start writing your executive resume. Uh, it, the big thing here, I always kinda of say to start with, and it's it's um, just talking about um, kind of breaking an old paradigm, so to speak, in resume writing, and that is forget about the objective statement because the objective statement is, is something that, quite frankly, um, is selfish. It's it's an old uh, way of of constructing resumes, um, and really all that does, all an objective statement does, is tell an employer that I am looking to grow myself in this way. I'm looking to use my or utilize my expertise in a certain way. Um, and at the end of the day, they don't really care how you want to do what you do they want to know how what you do will impact them right so you want to make sure that you utilize that that position on the resume that would typically be what you would where you would place your objective statement traditionally you want to replace that positioning in your resume with a summary with your executive summary about uh, that talks a little bit about what you've done about the quantifiable results that you've had, the type of organizations you've helped, what you stand for, what your mission is, what your why is, and ultimately, uh, remember, this is a sales job, it doesn't matter, it's not about you, it's about what you could do for them, it's about that statement needs to stand out, and that's one of the most important statements to develop and one of the most important components uh, in your entire resume to develop is that that summary statement about who you are, what you do, how you could do it for them, why it matters to them, and, and really put that together succinctly. So also when I talk about um, replacing the summary uh, for the, uh, replacing the objective statement with a summary, really that's the header of your resume. That summary falls in the header where you're gonna have your name and uh, your contact information and uh, a little bit about your key statements about you and your branding statements. The summary is gonna go right there and the kind of the top third, uh, top quarter to top third of your resume. And, and, you know, make sure that as much as possible, from a formatting perspective, that this stands out, it pops, there's some sort of design, there's something that draws the eye to it, because that obviously, these little things that you can do with your resume design and layout and format, when you want to use that real estate and draw people's eyes to a certain components, a certain portions of the real estate of your resume, uh, that is, that is going to increase the odds of you, uh, garnishing a little more time of the reader of your resume. So number six is make sure that your resume is readable, that it is, uh, that it reads correctly, that you use good punctuation, that you have it in the right format. So when they open it, it, you always want to make sure that you have a PDF version and that you also have a, uh, a word document That way when they open it, um, it's readable. Make sure that it's mobile friendly. Make sure that when they open it on any device that it's going to open in the right formats. Remember, we live in a world today where uh, people are mobile, people are opening documents on tablets, on phones, on laptops, on desktops, with all sorts of different screen sizes and different types of browsers and different types of uh, document reading tools And so you want to make sure that you have your resume available in all the different formats that will be able to to be appealing to the eye, so to speak, um, and go from there. So number seven is pretty clear. And if you're not doing this, uh, I would say you're shooting yourself in the foot. Make sure you don't have any typos and and grammar mistakes. Um, Just proofread your resume. Go through uh, section by section um, and, and do it item by item, meaning, um, go through, check for typos. And that's all you want to do is check for typos, then go through and just read it out loud and check for grammatical errors, right? Make sure that you have commas in the right places and, um, and, and make sure that you have everything kind of formatted, uh, the way that you want from that perspective. Um, but I'm telling you also don't rely on spell check because spell check will only check words that are spelled incorrectly. There are a lot of words in the English language that um, are spelled differently, uh, but they say the same thing like where, uh, there is another one, right? So make sure that you're using the right context to the right word on your resume so you don't look foolish. Number eight is make sure your formatting is consistent and clean. Um, You wanna use different colors, uh, but don't use too many types of fonts and colors. Uh, You want it to be, uh, once again, readable and cleaned and designed in a way that draws the eyes to places that you want the most attention to. Um, But just make sure from a formatting perspective as you go through and you have your career history uh, that you have, whether you use italics or bold or underline or whatever, if you're gonna do it for one job, make sure you do it consistently so you create patterns Uh, for each job. So you make the reader's job as easy as possible. Um, My rule of thumb is I never want a resume uh, to be more than two pages. I know there are different opinions on that. But if at all possible, uh, if your resume goes over two pages and becomes three pages, um, I would say that you want to look at maybe reformatting or maybe you want to look at cutting some stuff and thinking about what is the most relevant information that you want to keep in and go from there. And so that leads to number 9, which is avoid the 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 information inside of your resume that is not you. That's not personal that people can't relate to. Remember, you are a brand, you are a you are unique and you want to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. So you don't want to just kind of be bland and you don't want to use very generic terms and phrases and so on and so forth. You want to make sure you're positioning yourself as that thought leader, as an expert, as the person who is gonna be different than all the people you're competing against. So when you do that, the best way to do this is to write your resume from your own voice. And so make sure uh, that when you go through this, I find that oftentimes when people's resumes do get too long, what's happening is they're using so many generic terms and they're trying to get so much information in there. And, And I find that when you think about who you are, what problems you solve, the companies that you're targeting, and, and where your talents and gifts are strongest, where your value is highest. If you focus on those areas and write it from your own voice, that's where you're going to have the most power. And I get it. Sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees with that. And that's where you need assistance or maybe you want to talk to somebody. Uh, if that's the case, feel free to give us a call. Um, and, and I'm sure we can help you work through some of that. But that is a big component that I think is important to, uh, to make sure you don't fall into that trap because I see so many resumes that, that fall into that trap. So number 10 is avoid passive verbs and repetitive job descriptions. Uh, we have a sheet that we actually created on power verbs, verbs that you can utilize in your resume in different places uh, to increase effectiveness and increase your ability to stand out. Um, and to highlight your talents and experiences. Um, I always kind of say avoid the terms uh, like boring phrases like responsible for or led a team of there are much more impactful dynamic ways to uh, to write and and to describe your experiences and your accomplishments. And so make sure you don't fall into that trap. And if you do have questions around that, um, make sure that you know, you reach out to us and and you and you get a hold of our uh, power verb uh, worksheet, because that is something that you're going to want to go through. One of the rules that I always kind of tell people is that yes, while your resume needs to have relevant keywords. um, One of the things at the executive level, that's important to understand is that most of the time, you're not going to be dealing with the ATS system, you're not going to be submitting your resume to the job postings a whole lot or ATS system. So don't Write it for an ATS system. If you find yourself finding a job posting that you want to submit for, you can absolutely take your resume and customize it and add relevant keywords that will help you get through the ATS system. But in the general context of how you're going to use your resume, do not think you need to make it super keyword dense. Um, because that's just going to make it longer, it's going to make it not read as well, it's not going to be as clean. Um, And there's, honestly, it's just going to, it's going to be less effective with uh, the key decision makers that ultimately are going to wind up reading it. So that is, that is number one through 10 on the 10 steps, 10 things that you need to consider uh, from a process perspective that when you develop your executive resume. And so if you have any questions about any of this, We actually have some of the best resume writers in the world, Um, but I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, I know a lot of people have a lot of concerns and questions about how to position themselves, how to develop their own brand, write their own resume. Uh, Some people are really good at it and some people have a challenging time with it. And uh, I think that's one of my favorite things to do is to talk to people and and ask good questions, ask tough questions that get you thinking about your career in a bit of a, a different way. So if that's a conversation you'd love to have, um, feel free, reach out, uh, go to careernextagency.com. Uh, just submit your information. I'd love to get on the phone with you, have a conversation, no obligation with anything. Um, obviously, uh, we have our services, we have um, you know, the products and tools that we offer for people to help them become more effective and efficient with their job search. But the really, I, I love having conversations and kind of my gift to everybody I talk to is to uh, give them a uh, 15 to 30 minute conversation about what's going on. What are they doing? What are they looking for? What are they struggling with? What are the challenges that they have? What are the holes that they have in their job search? And ultimately, um, how can we give them some guidance on how to plug those holes? Sometimes that means working with us and sometimes it doesn't. So anyway, I hope that helps. I hope it makes sense. I hope you can take this information and implement it in your search. And until next time, go out there, have a blessed inspirational day and we'll talk to you soon. Are you tired of struggling with your job search? Are you having a hard time connecting with key decision makers or struggling with knowing how to communicate your brand more effectively? Or maybe there's something else holding you back. Either way, our team is here to help and would love to give you a free 30-minute consult to hear about what you're doing, what you're looking for, and give you some advice on how to get there more effectively. All you have to do is go to www.careernextagency.com and we'll talk to you soon. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c sweetradio.com.